The SGPN Fantasy Football Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, and Arizona. From boosted parlays to in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today to receive a $1,000 risk-free sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit winnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by Price Picks. Prize Picks is DFS, simply picking your favorite player over and unders. Head over to prizepicks.com and use promo code SGP for a 100% instant deposit match. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Check out the new PropSwap.com and use promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. We're also brought to you by SoBet. Sign up today to bet against your friends and join the special betting revolution at SoBet.io slash SGPN. That's SoBet.io slash SGPN. We're also brought to you by Better Fantasy. Better Fantasy is a new free-to-play app that lets you sync your fantasy football league and bet on the head-to-head matchups. Download the app today or just head to betterfantasy.com slash SGPN. That's betterfantasy.com slash SGPN. And of course, do not forget to download the SGPN app, your home, for all of our free picks and podcasts. Welcome once more to another episode of the SGP and Fantasy Football Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I am your host, Rod Gomez. Find me on Twitter at RJ Gomez. Find the SGP and Fantasy Twitter on SGP and Fantasy. Follow us on game day, especially because we are putting out a lot of your start sick questions, helping you out, trying to get your roster set as the fantasy football playoffs. Hopefully be- begin for some of you. And uh, if you really need that last ditch effort to get in, we're here to help you as well. And of course, this show is here to help you. And this week I am bringing on Andrew LaDuke. He is from Belly Up Sports. And uh, yeah, he's going to help us with some start sick questions that we find uh, kind of our normal Thursday thing where we're trying to help you uh, scaling the internet for all those questions. So Andrew, welcome to the show, my friend. Hey, thanks for having me. Uh, looking really forward to this. I think it's going to be a good time. So appreciate the the invite. Absolutely. Uh, I'm so glad you answered the call. Uh, you seem very excited about this and I'm very excited to have you on board because <laughs> I've started to see your research methods and I'm like, yeah, this is going to be a great uh, jam packed show. So, um, all right, let's explain to everybody if they are brand new to this show, how this works. You are going to uh, have 10, 10 topics, three minutes apiece, as always. Once you hear this sound, it is time to start wrapping it up because we've got 30 seconds left. And, of course, when you hear this noise, we move on and we continue to the next topic. we got 10 start sick questions that we found all over the Internet. Some of them came from our Slack channel. Some of them came from Twitter. Some of them came... I'll, I'll be honest with you, from the Fantasy Life app. I, I love uh, ga- going through that app because it kind of gives me a new perspective on uh, just exactly what questions are being asked out there. So, uh, Andrew, we're going to help some folks out. Uh, is that okay with you? No, it's always. That's why I'm here. Let's do this. <laughs> Let's do this. All right. We're going to load up the first uh, starter sit question. This one may seem... Uh, a little more obvious than most, but maybe not because James Conner and Elijah Mitchell have relatively been, in my opinion, uh, almost the same type of guy. Although the James Conner, obviously, with the huge touchdown potential, but Elijah Mitchell's getting the work. Um, so on the surface, I know what a lot of experts are saying, but I want to get your opinion, Andrew. I want to dig a little deeper on on Elijah Mitchell, James Conner. Uh, just a quick 
disclaimer, all of these are PPR unless stated otherwise. I just, yeah, I, I think we've gotten to the point where now PPR is, is king. So Andrew, Elijah Mitchell, James Connor, what are we thinking? Yeah, I mean, I mean, right off the bat, it's, I mean, obviously, if, if Mitchell doesn't play, you don't even have a question as Connor, but I highly doubt Mitchell plays, honestly, between the knee and the concussion. I just don't see it happening. But if Mitchell plays, then we get a little bit crazier because then we have to think about whether Chase Edmonds, Chase Edmonds is returning and whatnot. I think either way I'm going Connor, though, because, one, I don't think Mitchell's going to be 100%. And if anything, when I see this question, the first thing I think of is I'm going to pick up Jermichael Hasty. Because if Mitchell doesn't play or if Mitchell's limited, Hasty's going to probably be at least 50% involved no matter what. And I think Mitchell would be the better play. I mean, not Mitchell. I mean, Hasty would be the better play um, really no matter what. But between just Mitchell and Connor, I'm playing Connor. Yeah, and again, Connor has just he's exploded as of late, and it feels like to me the the Rams are obvious. I'm sorry, the Cardinals are obviously uh, peaking at just the right time. Uh, they're playing the Rams, which is why I looked at that different. It's just the Cardinals; they seem unstoppable right now. They've been on a roll. Obviously, their record shows it, and there's just not a lot of teams that have been slowing them down lately. So for me, I mean, I want to say uh, any Niners running back works in this situation because I'm a Niners fan. Uh, but I may have to tip my cap to Connor uh, in this instance as well because, again, with Connor, I think you get more touchdown potential than you do with a Niners running back because it feels like they're not scoring as many touchdowns as, uh, as the Cardinals running backs are. And they're just not rolling them out in a consistent kind of routine either. And and with Connor, you know, he's been over the last four games with Edmonds out, he's been getting, you know, 21 touches on average. Like I said, if Edmund plays, um, I think Connor goes down a bit. And at that point, then I might consider playing a Jermichael Hasty instead. Um, but I, th- I, th- I agree with you. I think Connor is the, the safer bet for a touchdown and for more involvement here. Yep. And, and look, as far as patch, pass catching is concerned, too, um, you know that the Niners running backs uh, don't necessarily get targeted a whole lot, especially because Debo Samuel now is even stealing carries. Um, so in, in a PPR situation, especially the last few weeks, where Connor has seen at least five targets, you know, six targets here and there. Um, he's definitely involved in the in the passing game as well. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to tip my cap to Connor in this instance. Uh, but again, it's 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 kind of close to be honest with you. I agree. So, uh, all right, let's move on to another situation that somebody's got a question about, uh, and this is contingent. Now that we know, actually, this is a little bit more of a of a convoluted question because we all we know already that. Uh, that um, Keenan Allen's going to be missing time. And now we hear that Mike Williams is on the COVID uh, list. So that brings Jalen Guyton into the spotlight now. And the question is, in a PPR, Jalen Guyton or Christian Kirk? Which one are we rolling with? I think I'm going Kirk no matter what here. So the, the way I actually wrote my notes down is I had like three different scenarios, whether both Allen and Williams played, just one of them played, which one of them, you know. So I was kind of prepared for everything, but I, I kept finding myself landing on Guyton no matter what. I think he is, he's been the most involved with both of them on the field as it was. So I think there's that comfort level with Herbert. Um, he's got the deep, uh, big play potential, touchdown potential there. So you know, I, I'd feel most comfortable with him over some of the other receiving options, even though I think it's really going to be the Eckler show all over the, the field today. But if I had to pick a receiver out of those two, I'm going Guyton over Kirk. Yeah, and so that's the thing too, because if he's going to if he's going to be picking up uh, if he's going to be picking up both 
uh, Allen's and Williams slack. He's going to be getting a lot of run. And Christian Kirk has not necessarily even been the guy that we want him to be, um, especially over the last few weeks. I mean, the, what against Seattle, two catches, 25 yards against Chicago, one catch for four yards. You know, this is not a guy that you can rely on consistently. And, you know, with it's against Cincinnati uh, a couple weeks ago or last week, rather. Guyton had four catches for 90 yards and a touchdown. So we know that he can produce. And again, if he's picking up the slack for two uh, huge target getters, um, you got to think that this is a week to to go get Jalen Guyton. He may even still be out there if people didn't uh, hear about the news in this last cycle. Mm -hmm. And going against the Giants, I mean, that's a choice matchup right there as well. Yeah, the way I look at it is we know what Kirk is. Kirk is a wide receiver three at best um, when he when he has a good game. Guyton has shown that when he gets the opportunity, he can hit a wide receiver two floor. So I'm going to take that risk over. You know, when, when I'm choosing between a wide receiver three and an unknown, I'm taking the unknown at any day of the week. Yeah, oh, absolutely. And, and again, because game planning is tough against a guy that you barely see any tape on too. So that means that they could yeah. probably roll out a few more wrinkles here and there. You know what you get in Kirk, just like you said. You're getting a wide receiver three, uh, especially Hopkins back. And, um, you know, just that whole Arizona team is full of weapons. That, uh, that Chargers offense really has Austin Eckler, and then it had Mike Williams and Keenan Allen. But now two mm-hmm. of those three are out, uh, leaving one guy in there. So... Uh, again, if you're if you're out there and you think you can find Guyton on the waiver wire, um, this might be a guy you're going to pick up. Because look, as of now, he's rostered in 10% of Yahoo leagues and only 1% of ESPN leagues. So he's out there right now. A huge waiver wire yeah. guy that you can grab and plug in and play right now. Definitely. So, um, wow, that was perfect timing. All right, let's uh, <laughs> let's move on now uh, to a half point PPR question. Uh, people play half point PPR. Uh, they want to know in the flex, Deontay Johnson or James Robinson. Uh, I don't know that this is a tough call, I, I'm, I, but we know these are questions that actual legitimate people are asking. So we are going to answer them uh, exactly the way that they're asked. So half point PPR, Andrew, are you leaning more toward Deontay Johnson or James Robinson? I'm definitely leaning Johnson. He's just the only, the only guy that's doing anything in that Steelers offense. And, and, Look, Robinson. The Robinson situation is is kind of iffy right now. With obviously he got benched last week after the fumble. Carlos Hyde takes over, but then Lawrence comes out. You know, after Urban Meyer put all the blame on the offensive coordinator for that. You know, Trevor Lawrence comes out just the other day and says that he wants Robinson on the field and he's their best player on offense. So it's there's so much up in the air that you really don't know what's going. Especially with Urban Meyer, Urban Meyer coaching that Jacksonville team, you don't know what's going to happen there. So I'm going to take the safe bet of you know Deontay Johnson with his his seven receptions on average every game. And you know even though Ben struggled, he see, he keeps the seem finding seems to keep finding Deontay Johnson. So I'm going to feel comfortable with that. It's crazy because you would think that I mean in a half point PPR it's it's more close to standard, but um, I I know you probably think that Robinson's upside is there, but again Deontay Johnson's floor has me exactly what what I want. You know, eight catches, 105 yards, two touchdowns last week. Even when he didn't score a touchdown, nine catches, 95 yards the week before, seven for 101, seven for 83. I mean, I, I, I get it. I get why you're struggling with that situation, especially if it, in a half-point PPR. Um, but you've seen. And, and look, Deontay Johnson has been a wide receiver one uh, basically all season long for the most part. So, I mean, he's ranked ninth 
in, in as far as uh, wide receiver this week. So, I mean, yeah, like I said, this one is one you, you catch yourself overthinking, right? You keep thinking matchup or you think uh, try to try to play a cute to try, but do what got you into the fantasy football playoffs in the first place. And that was play Deontay Johnson. Yeah, and especially when, I mean, look, I, I agree. I get the thinking of why it's difficult because typically you would think running backs got the, the safer volume, the safer floor. And you know what? That that might be true all season long with the way Robinson has played, but his boom side hasn't been there all season long. And recently he hasn't been safe. So you, you got to go, in this case, Deontay Johnson is just the safer option, even though he's a wide receiver compared to a running back. Yep. And, and again, this is a situation where Ben, uh, that's really all he's had. I mean, Chase Claypool is, has done well in spurts and fits. Uh, but for the most part, he's just, this has been the Deontay Johnson show and, and really there's no slowing him down and there's not going to be any slowing him down. I think for the better part of the rest of the season, uh, because the Steelers are playing for their life, right? And they're, you know, they're playing tonight. They're playing in Minnesota. Uh, so if you listen to the show before the game, uh, then, you know, obviously load up Deontay Johnson, but hopefully you played him anyways, if you listen to this afterwards, uh, or you're forced into a, um, a situation where you got to play James Robinson, uh, which would be sad. I mean, it's not something that I'm. <laughs> I'm I don't know how the Steelers are in it still. I just don't know how they're still in it with the way they've looked. It's amazing. It's. I mean, they're really making a playoff push, and it's just insane uh, that they're even in it. Yeah, like you said. Uh, all right, let us move on to Denver and Atlanta, where uh, there someone's trying to decide between Jerry Judy or Russell Gage uh, again in a PPR. Uh, this one is a little bit closer, I think, uh, than, than you want to give it to, but, uh, I know where I'm leaning, Andrew, I want to get your opinion first on, uh, Russell Gage or Jerry Judy. Yeah. I'll be curious to see if this is the first place we differ here. Cause I do think this one is close and definitely Gage coming off a good game. I can see where people want to play him, but I, th- I think I'm going Jerry Judy here. And the, the, the main reason for, or I shouldn't say the main reason, but the main edge that, um, puts him over gauge for me is the fact that the Lions have the flu bug. I think the Lions aren't going to be, you know, running at full potential this week. And, and Jerry Judy has proven that he is still the number one receiver there for Denver, no matter how ineffective their offense might be. Um, but he's going to be the one that towards the end of the game, as we saw last week, he's going to start randomly getting, you know, four or five targets, catches, um, and two-minute drills are in like the last six minutes of the game if, they, if they're in that position. So I'm going to trust Jerry Judy. Cortland Sutton has just fallen off, um, and and Fant has kind of been disappointing. So I don't think he scored double-digit points since week seven. Uh, so Or maybe it's been one since week seven. I forget exactly what it was, but I'm going to go Jerry Judy here over Russell Gage. So for me, I, I, I get it. I get it. But if I'm in the fantasy playoffs this week and I want to make it, I, I think I'm swinging for the fences. Or if I'm just on the bubble looking for a spot, especially if I'm on the bubble swinging for a spot, uh, I think I'm going to swing for the fences with Russell Gage. He definitely has uh, bust potential. I mean, they're, they're, it's there. But he's, he's steady climbing over the last three weeks. I mean, he had five catches, 49 yards in week 11. Six for 50, uh, 62 and a touchdown in 12. 11 for 130, obviously, that big game last week on 12 targets. Uh, it's going to be a tough run for him again this week. Uh, but I, I have a feeling that his upside, his ceiling, his potential is way better to me than Jerry Judy on that Denver offense. Um, so, again, if I'm swinging for the fences, I, I'm going Russell Gage. If I want to play it safe, um, I think Jerry Judy is the safe play. It's the, it's the one that's going to give you what you can predict as far as uh, um, what you want out of it. But 
again, if you really need sort of a, a big swing uh, to, to take, maybe you're down in points a little bit and you're, you're hoping for a um, pretty huge output from a receiver, like another 11 for 130 yards, you may not get that. But what else does Atlanta have? Right? They've got Cordell Patterson running the ball and they got Kyle Pitts. So it's, it's got to be Russell Gage, right? See, I mean, look, he, I, I agree with you in that he's got more boom potential than Judy for sure. So if you swing him for the fences, I get it. I just don't think it's a boom week up against this Carolina defense on the road going across country for an early one o'clock game, you know, at least to the Denver players. So that defensive line for, for Carolina is not, not too bad. They get pressure and uh, Matt Ryan cannot handle the pressure. And that, that's what worries me. It's not nothing to do with Gage's skill. It's, it's the whole Atlanta offense as a whole. Well, I'm hoping Atlanta wins because I did predict them to win in the uh, in the survivor pool pick. Uh, it was a little dicey. I had to make a case for it, but I have a feeling that Atlanta is going to be able to, to come in and beat Carolina because uh, I don't know that I trust Cam Newton, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, <laughs> all right, let us move on. The Washington football team and Terry McLaurin uh, versus the Dallas Cowboys and Amari Cooper. Two... I mean, obviously, number one wide receivers on their team, uh, but one doesn't seem to be playing up to his potential while the other is exploding. Uh, but I want to know, Andrew, what are we doing as far as Terry McLaurin or Amari Cooper? Are we really still calling Amari Cooper number one in the Dallas Cowboys? Because I, I think I've been long gone past that. For me, Lamb's been number one since probably at least like week four or so. You know, I, I think that's just the way it is. And, and look, so what's interesting about this game from Cooper's standpoint is this is going to be really the first time that we get both all three of Lamb, Cooper, and Gallup at full health. There's been, there's, I think there's been one other time where they all played together, but it was the game that uh, Cooper got hurt, I believe in. So like, you can't even say it was a full game of them um, all there. And and what was interesting is in that game, Gallup did out-target, out out-receive, uh, out-produce Amari Cooper just about on every level. So I'm going to trust Terry McLaurin here as the number one, especially with guys like Logan Thomas um, being, being not available anymore. I think it's really McLaurin's it's McLaurin's show in, in Washington, and, and I trust that over Cooper. I think the Dallas offense is going to do pretty good this week now that Dak has all of his weapons, but I see it being more of a lamb a lamb game out of the slot than a Cooper on the outside game. What's crazy is that this is a game where these guys are going up against each other. So basically, exactly. we're going to be watching them trade punches all day long. Uh, and, and look, so when you talk about usage, and, and we always talk about fantasy football is about – opportunity right and and targets are part of that opportunity and obviously for for cooper injury and covid and all that other stuff factored in but you got to think that look the the targets are there consistently for terry um he had eight targets against tampa seven against carolina seven against seattle five against vegas now the production necessarily hasn't always been what we want it to be, which is why this is a decision that somebody's trying to make. I mean, last week was a, mm-hmm. a very disappointing week in terms of production for McLaren. He had three catches, twenty-two yards, and you flip it around, and Cooper had two catches for forty-one yards. I mean, it was only two catches, but he still got more yardage than Terry did in three. So, I mean, I understand why people are wrestling with this, um, but I think you're right. I mean, with with the now and Zeke and Pollard factor into this mix with uh with the cowboys as well where i know gibson and well mckissick does not anymore but antonio gibson or and mckissick i'm sorry gibson not mckissick uh still factor into this but not to the extent that zeke and pollard do so 
there's way more uh, opportunity for for targets to be spread around on Dallas than there is on Washington. So, um, yeah, I'm going to give the nod to, to McLaurin on this one as well. Yeah, that sounds good. And, and it's not, I mean, again, I get it because Cooper has proven again, time and time again, that he is a big play guy. I mean, unfortunately, this season just... I don't know what it is that about 2021 that has not suited Cooper well. Um, or maybe it's just the fact that now Dallas does have a ton of, of talent around him that is stealing his thunder. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm a Niners fan anyway, so Cowboys can do what they want. Uh, all right. We are going to step away for our break. When we come back, we've got five more questions to answer. Your start sits. Uh, again, if you want to get into this every week, uh, please feel free. You can ask us on our, our SGP and Fantasy Twitter, or, of course, you can always get me right on it. We love to answer these questions. It's, it's a great Thursday setup for you to get ready for the weekend. So be thinking of them. Uh, ask us, and we'll ask them uh, next Thursday. But until then... We're going to come back right after this. College football's championship weekend is behind us, but bowl season is almost upon us. And there's no need to exhaust yourself searching all over the internet for tickets to see your favorite team play in their bowl game this winter. Because TickPick, that's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K, is the original no-fee ticket site and the only one you'll ever need as your go-to for all tickets for NCAA football, NFL, concerts, NBA, and so much more. Very much looking forward to watching Fresno State take on UTEP in the new Mexico Bowl. I want to see Fresno State go out with a win. I'm a little sad that they didn't get in a bigger bowl, uh, but excited for the New Mexico Bowl. And it's time to get my tickets, right? So I'm going to head over to TickPick and get those tickets because they got rid of all those awful service fees that all the other ticket sites charge. And it lets them guarantee the best prices on all of their college football tickets. Don't believe it? If you can find better prices for the same seats on another ticket site, TickPick will give you a 110% of the difference in the purchase price. So visit TickPick today at TickPick.com slash SGP. That's TickPick.com slash SGP. I know you are already ready to win money and boost your odds because WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia, bringing the excitement of win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. You get exclusive rewards right at your fingertips. So get in on all your favorite teams, players, sports from the NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, golf, MMA, WNBA, college football, and so much more. WinBet also has some brand new bonuses that you can go and use on on this Thursday night matchup between the Steelers and the Vikings. Lots of bets to be made on that game to keep it interesting. And if you're a new user, you can bet a dollar, win $100 on any sport. Plus, you can get up to $1,500 as a free bet on WinBet if you make a first deposit of $20 or more. And what's more, whatever your first wager is, WinBet's going to match it to 100%. So you bet $100, you're going to get $200 in a free bet. Just remember that max wager, $750. So the $1,500 match is in play. Great promos, odds, payouts happening all right now at WinBet. From boosted parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, we have what you need to win. You ready to play? Sign up today. You're going to receive a special offer, a risk-free $1,000 sports bet. So bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com. Prize Picks is the easy way to play Daily Fantasy. It's Daily Fantasy Simplified. You pick two to five players and an over-under on their projection, and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. Use promo code SGP. You're going to get a 100% deposit match up to $100. It's just you 
versus the projected numbers. No middlemen, no competitors, just you and your knowledge. Prize Picks has a ton of stats to choose from, including yards, receptions, touchdowns, fantasy points, and so much more. Plus, it also allows you to enter in mixed sports entries. So you could take the over on LeBron and combine it with the under on Mahomes in the exact same entry. Not too many places that you can do that. Prize Picks offers every sport you can think of, like NFL, college football, NBA, college basketball, MLB, soccer, MMA, and more. Plus, it has an award-winning, easy-to-use app, both on the App Store and Google Play. It is a 4.8 star rated in the App Store with rave reviews. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It is literally that easy. It's safe, offers fast withdrawals. And look, I'm staring at a couple of prize picks props that I want to pick right now. Look, I'm going to take Ben Roethlisberger under 240 and a half passing yards. Guy's arm is hurting. Najee Harris is probably going to get a ton more carries than he probably needs uh, in this game. And I think that's going to keep Ben safely under the 240 mark. And I'm also going to take Justin Jefferson over 85 and a half receiving yards. This is kind of an easy one. Adam Thielen expected to miss this game. So Justin Jefferson is about to see a boon against a uh, Pittsburgh Steelers offense that has been sort of soft against the pass lately. So that's where my prize picks picks are going to be. Uh, you should see what yours are by heading over to prizepicks.com right now. Use that promo code SGP for the 100% deposit match. Back with more of your start sick questions again scouring the internet finding the best start sick questions hopefully the best advice that we can give to you for week 14 hopefully you're in the playoffs uh if you're in the scott fishbowl and you've made the playoffs congratulations what a grind that was uh <laughs> if you're in your home league again that was probably a grind as well so uh congratulations andrew LeDuke, belly up sports here with me on the show uh all right andrew let's continue on um, we'll start with the guy that I really was high on heading into the season. I, I really loved me some Brandon cooks. I love the situation that he was in. And then all of a sudden Houston, just the wheels fell off and his situation changed and his outlook changed, but, uh, still trying to do good things. So Brandon cooks or Michael Gallup is the question. Again, this is a, a PPR, uh, Andrew, help me out on this one because this one even gets me a little bit. Uh, I have this decision to make too. It's it's crazy that in week fourteen we're deciding between a number one right wide receiver on a team and a number three. Like that's that's outrageous. Let's just just start there. But um, I'm going Michael Gallup here, and I, I'm, I'm gonna tell you why. Because like we said before, this is the first time Cooper, Lamb, and Gallup have all been at the, on the field at the same time, fully healthy. Um, and like I said before, even when they were the one time where I, Cooper was, I, I figure he was hurt. I think it was when he had COVID, so he wasn't 100 percent going. Gallup outproduced him. But what I see here from a defensive standpoint in, in this matchup that should allow Prescott to do what he wants um, against this defense is that, uh, you know, Lamb's going to be coming out of the slot. Um, I think he's going to be getting help, or at least from the defensive side, uh, the linebacker is going to help cover him. I think Cooper's got too much respect from this defense where they're going to they're gonna send the safety to help him. I think Gallup's getting the one-on-one matchups all day. And I think with the production that Prescott's, uh, the, the volume that Prescott's going to be throwing in this game, I, I'll take Gallup because even as the number one for Cooks, the production hasn't been there. It's it's just been dismal, and that whole Houston offense is – I don't know what they're doing. And they're not using Cooks in the same way that they were at the beginning of the year, the way that he should be used. And it's, it's sad to see for a guy like Brandon Cooks, but I, I just cannot start him comfortably. 
you know, the the first game of the season made me look like I was really right on things. He had five catches, 132 yeah. yards, right? And then the next week he found the end zone on 78 yards and nine catches. And then, of course, then he had 112. But then, just you're right, the wheels started to fall off. And last week he had three catches, 38 yards. It, you know, it's not... It's not been looking good. Two catches, 18 yards against Tennessee. Uh, three for 45 and a touchdown against the Jets. It's just very, very sad to see that production fall off. And you're right. Uh, this is another situation in which if I'm swinging for the fences, I'm going Gallup because I cannot take uh, another five or six point fantasy day from a guy that's supposed to be a wide receiver one uh, that I drafted to be a wide receiver one. And I mean, I've, I probably had to play uh, a very hot potato game with my receivers all season long. If I had Brandon cooks, which I do. Uh, and I have, I've rolled him out a, a lot more in the last few weeks because I kind of didn't have too many other options, uh, especially in the deep league. Uh, but you know, again, he's he's let me down more often than not. So if I'm swinging for the fences, I'm going Gallup. Uh, and even if I'm playing safe, I'm going Gallup because there's no playing yeah. it safe with Brandon Cooks. Yeah, I think Gallup has a safer floor and the bigger ceiling, the higher ceiling. So yeah. Uh, but what's crazy is that Cooks is ranked higher. So I mean, you know, but not by much. But even still, it's you get it right. Yeah. Oh, I get why. Yeah. That, but that's why that's why we're here. We're here to get people to look past the rankings and look at the real stats. <laughs> exactly, exactly, and get past your guts. I mean, rankings are all fine and well, and in fact, I would encourage you to go over to the SGPN and find our rankings. Uh, but sometimes you just got to go with your gut, and sometimes you just got to buck the rankings and and go with what you feel. So, uh, all right. Speaking of bucking <laughs> rankings, uh, this is not one. I don't know, uh, and I'm gonna just gonna lay this one out for you, Andrew, because this one got me a little intrigued, and I did the digging and um it, it turned out to be a little bit difficult more difficult than i thought somebody wants to know saquon barkley javante williams or james robinson obviously in a ppr um those are three pretty stout names to be choosing from but uh i want to know where your head's at andrew what do we think between those three yeah this one took some some deeper research for me on um but i think what i came down to is honestly i I think I cut Barkley out of this equation, and I was going between Williams and Robinson. Um, and what did it for me is that, so we talked about Robinson earlier. Like I said, the, the iffy part with him is the fact of the coach's decision to venture him, what his involvement's going to be. Um, I do think he's going to be more involved this week. Um, but what's interesting is that with Melvin Gordon potentially coming back from Javante Williams, we got to consider, you know, he's most likely not going to have another 30-point day like he had last week. But – I'm still going to go Javante Williams here because when you look at the splits of when Williams played, even when Gordon's in, I think Williams comes out with a safer floor, um, even above Robinson's floor because, uh, you know, he, he, Williams was still averaging, you know, 12 attempts um, rushing when Gordon was in. And I think he has, uh, he, he's obviously got the better receiving potential than Gordon. Uh, Gordon does tend to get the goal line work and that's, that's kind of where the downfall comes for Williams. But, I, I do think last week Williams earned a bit more of more than a 50-50% share with Gordon. And if Denver handles this right, they're going to give him more than a 50% share. The question is, do we trust Denver to handle it? And that, that's a tough that's a tough ask. But I, I'm, I'm going to go Javante Williams for the home run. Well, and so look, when you look also at, at the way the Lions have treated running backs, I mean, the last couple of weeks they've actually, they bottled up Montgomery and they bottled up uh, Madison. Or not, mm -hmm. I mean, they sort of, bottled up uh madison 
Um, but they've still pretty much been gouged. Uh, the Browns hit him up for 158 combined. Uh, Eagles had 144 against him. Um, so they've been taken advantage of uh, on the ground. And I think Javante Williams is hitting his stride in just the right time uh, in order to take advantage of this Lions uh, um, uh, team. So for me, I think, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and go uh, that way as well because uh, Detroit, look, they're, they're celebrating their first win. Good on them. Uh, but they're still the Lions, and they still definitely aren't uh, the team that scares anybody. And I think Denver has to run the ball if they want to win this game uh, because it's just been looking crazy for Teddy Bridgewater lately. And Williams has been more involved in the past game. And, and, and you know, what the funny thing is you, you – mentioned Denver, uh, not Denver, Detroit celebrating their, their one win now. You know, that surprisingly takes a lot out of a team to, to celebrate such like a, what, you know, a minuscule win like that, that to everybody else, but it's huge for them. That's going to take a lot of emotion out of them because they were probably legitimately celebrating Monday and, you know, their head might not be fully there. And then, like I said earlier, they got that flu bug going around there. So I just don't think Detroit's at the top of their game this week. Uh, or this season, <laughs> for that matter. So I, I agree. Or the season. Yeah, or, yeah, or the season. Uh, all right. So next up, we're going to answer a uh, former teammates, actually, uh, in a non-PPR. This one is a specifically non-PPR question in the flex, obviously. Uh, somebody wants to know whether or not to start Kareem Hunt or Odell Beckham Jr., Another one of those situations, Andrew, in which these two names are so huge with name recognition that that's why it's difficult. I mean, the stats say one thing, but because it's Odell Beckham Jr., a lot of people sit there and think, mm -hmm. ah, I got to start him, right? But I don't know, Andrew, maybe not this week, right? Yeah, no, this is easy for me. I'm starting Hunt. Not even a question. Like This one was like... I. You know, I did the research just to be sure, but the second I saw the question, it was a no-brainer for me. Even when Chubb's on the field, Hunt's been the, the touchdown guy. He, he's still been able to produce, you know, on average, you know, 14 standard league, you know, non-PPR points, um, even with Chubb on the field. And so that, that says a lot. And so I'm, I'm going to go with Hunt. Um, I, I just think it's, it's both a safer and a better, a higher ceiling than Beckham. It's not sure Beckham is Beckham and, and he's been getting more comfortable with Stafford. So sure. Can he go out there and get you, you know, five for 80 and a touchdown? I, I think that's very possible. Um, but do I think it's likely I, I, I'm going to bet on hunt getting a touchdown over Beckham getting a touchdown. This is this is a weird uh, sort of back-to-back -back week. The NFL doesn't have a lot of these where they play back-to-back -back games. In fact, I don't remember the last time a team <laughs> played back-to-back, uh, -back, yeah. right? So Baltimore last week, he had 7 for 20 and uh, no catches on, on one target. Uh, but that's, that was his first week back. So you got to think that Baltimore now will, will see him again, and they'll game plan better for him now that he's back. So... Uh, I know Baltimore has been really good against running backs. They have been because obviously they're a running team. They know what to look for. Uh, but yeah, between Hunt and Chubb, those guys, they are almost now the entire uh, <laughs> Cleveland offense for the most part. And Odell has not yeah. been Odell. Uh, yeah, he's been in the end zone the last two weeks, but I don't know. Can you really trust him, especially against the Cardinals? 
No, I can't. The Cardinals' defense has been playing good, so I can't trust that. And, look, even though it's a non-PPR league, those receiving yards still count for something. And in that sense, Hunt is the receiving option over Chubb. And Hunt has the ability to break one in open field after a catch. So it's just another nod to why I think he's more likely to find the end zone. And the Rams are still Cooper Cup's team. I mean, look, I, say what you will oh, yeah. about having Beckham <laughs> on the field. This is still Cooper Cup's team. So there, I, I just don't see Beckham oh. even factoring into it other than the, I mean, look, he's got 15 targets in the last two games. I know the numbers scream at me that he is as actually a little more involved than normal, but you know, we watch these games and we see that. Yeah. Okay. He may have been targeted 10 times, uh, but that was green Bay. They needed to do that against Jacksonville. They didn't need yeah. to do that. So we only got five looks and against Arizona, they may not even get that much opportunity to do this. So um, yeah, I'm not playing. I'm not. And they are still that. And they are still asking Beckham to play out of his element too. You know, we start if you watch the the um, the mic'd up of of Sean McVay during, when after Beckham scored the touchdown this past week. You know, he said you played patient and that was good. Like they're still asking Beckham to to play in a way that he's not used to playing. So I'm not going to bet on that. You wonder how long that's going to fly with him, right? I mean, he's, exactly. he's a very impatient player. He wants to play. So I'm wondering if this is going to be Odell's only season in L.A. <laughs> exactly. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bet. If you are not using PropSwap, you are missing out. PropSwap is America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. You can find the best odds in the country because you're buying directly from other bettors. Use the promo code SGP on your first deposit. PropSwap's going to double it up to five hundred dollars double the cash say it with me means double the odds you love sports betting i know you do you need to be using PropSwap. sellers across the country list their sports bets for sale and thousands of buyers visit PropSwap every single day to find the best odds on futures props and parlays the average prop swapper makes 500 a month just buying and selling sports bets on PropSwap. you could use an extra 500 dollars i know you can especially with the holidays coming up Get on PropSwap. So get started today. Going to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app. PropSwap is where America buys and sells sports bets. Better Fantasy is a new free-to-play app that lets you sync your fantasy football league and bet on the matchups. You can cash out for gift cards when your bet hits and even help raise money for charity along the way. They're a brand new company looking to grow their early adopter community. So get in with their slick app. It is so fun to use. And one of the reasons we love it is they also offer prop betting. So if you're in a state that hasn't legalized gambling yet, which I am, you can get in on some of the bets on prop, uh, the prop bets on Better Fantasy Plus. They just added a cool bonus. If you can get your entire league to join Better Fantasy, they're going to give the league a $150 gift card. Yeah, $150 gift card to get a sick-ass trophy from trophysmag.com. It's totally free to play, so download today for iPhone and Android. Check them out today at betterfantasy.com slash SGPN. That's B-E-T-T-O-R fantasy.com slash SGPN. I want to know when did sports betting become so rigid? Sports betting is meant to be social, right? Because when I picture sports betting, I picture bootleggers with mustaches tossing around bets in a speakeasy. Well, SoBet is taking the social lineage of betting and putting a modern twist on it by providing a modern platform. SoBet is changing the game with their new product. Head over to SoBet.io and create an account to see for yourself. Through their fully functioning and free web application, you can access a demo of their app, which will launch next fall. The app includes consensus lines from Vegas, 
a feat of what other people are betting on, and the ability to send friendly wagers to anyone you know via text, QR codes, and links, all among other methods. No money is transacted on the app, and it is purely competitive. So next time you're with your friends watching sports, turn the dial up a notch. Go to SoBet.io and see who can hit the most ridiculous bets. Users have the ability to place bets off Vegas odds or generate a bet by changing any metric they want as long as somebody is on the other side to accept. Let's go back to the roots of betting with SoBet. Go to SoBet.io slash SGP and that's SoBet.io slash SGP and today to join the revolution. And of course... Do not forget to download that SGPN app. It is now live in the App Store and Google Play Store. It gives you access to all of our picks and our podcasts just like this one. And while you're at it, toss this show an app review. Let us know what you think. And of course, as always, download the SGPN app today. A uh, position that I completely struggle with time and time again because I want to be that tight end streamer guy. Uh, but then I look at the tight ends to stream and I just say, okay, I'm just going to stick with one <laughs> for the most part and live or die, uh, by, by one of the guys that isn't George Kittle or Mark Andrews, or at this case, I died with Darren Waller, but whatever. Uh, but there are folks that are deciding between some tight ends this week. Uh, and, and we just, we got to help them. Right. Uh, so here's the three that we were given for this question. Uh, Andrew, somebody wants to know between Tyler Conklin Noah Fant or Ricky Seals Jones? Yes, those are three NFL players, and yes, those are three <laughs> tight ends. What are we thinking, Andrew? Oh man, if this was draft day, I would have thought you were crazy to choose between. It would have been Fant by a landslide because you know Fant was projected to be a top five tight end, and it looked like to start the season he was going to live up to that. But the the fact of the matter is, over the last few weeks, you know he just he hasn't been finding the end zone, and he's been getting limited targets and it's and i'm a fan owner and i have to play him this week and i, I don't feel great about it um so what i'm looking at here is i do i, th- I think tyler conklin's gonna have a good night tonight um uh, with thielen out i think he's proven that when thielen's out conklin steps up as an option for cousins and so i think he has a good night tonight but if i'm talking rest of the season which we are in this case i'm actually going to go ricky seals jones over noah fan and and here's why because i think it comes down to the schedule. They both have great week 16 and week 17 matchups. Like it's hands down. They should both hit like a 10.4, I think. Uh, but what gets me with Ricky Seals Jones is that he has a slightly higher red zone target share of 33% compared to Noah Fant's tw- uh, 23% target share. And, and I think given the options of between Denver and Washington, I think Ricky Seals Jones, the way that offense is run has a better chance of being involved between the twenties as well. So I'm going to go Ricky Seals Jones over the rest of the season, especially, you know, obviously with Thomas being out, that was a huge, huge hit to that Washington offense, especially with him just coming back. I mean, it was like we had him and then we lost him all of a sudden. Uh, and you're right. Ricky Seals Jones has stepped in and done good things. Uh, in spurts uh, against the Saints, he had five catches, forty-one yards. Again, we're talking tight ends. I mean, we're talking about we, if if we can get if we can even get nine points out of these guys half the time, especially this season, we're happy. Uh, and he's done that a few times. You know, against Kansas City, four catches, fifty-eight yards, and a touchdown. Uh, Green Bay, six catches, fifty-one yards. So obviously, it is there. And you're right, Fant has been a guy that can do uh, nine catches, 97 yards, and a touchdown, and then come back a couple weeks later and go two catches for eight yards. Uh, And then, you know, again, last week, four catches for 33 yards against Kansas City. Um, At rest of the season, I think I'm with you as far as Ricky Seals-Jones is concerned, but I'm not not mad at you if rest of season you go Tyler Conklin. (laughs) Nobody was really drafting Tyler Conklin to be anything, and all of a sudden, he's turned out to be a semi-decent... 
option at tight end if there ever was one. I mean, last week against Detroit, seven catches, 56 yards, uh, two touchdowns against the Chargers. You're not going to get that every week out of Conklin, uh, but I think, um, yeah, I think you're going to get that more often than not. But still, Ricky Seals-Jones in that Washington offense, like you said, Andrew, I think offers the most uh, upside rest of season. Uh, but it's the tight ends, man. I, I can't. Uh. <laughs> tight ends have been weird this year because not even the top three have been consistent and that's the thing so it's, it's just been it's been all over the place yep when george kittle can't get you week to week production when darren waller gets hurt uh and and when travis kelsey has laid a couple of eggs and i know this for sure because i've i've watched it happen in my lineups mm-hmm. uh yeah i don't know i know that there's a push, a push to get rid of tight ends I, I may stand behind that but maybe not i don't know we'll see that's why modern I like day flex. kicker modern day <laughs> kicker <laughs> uh all right last one we move to another ppr question uh and we will you know kind of circle back we'll, we'll bookend this because we talked about elijah mitchell to start uh th- this this show but now we move over if mitchell does not go and maybe even if mitchell does go uh are we looking at a jamichael hasty day or or should this person start rashad bateman instead of hasty uh, I guess this all depends, obviously, on if Mitchell's in or out, right? Or does it? I don't think it does. Bateman's been droppable for me for a couple weeks now. He's—I had so much. I was one of the guys that stashed him before he came back from IR, expecting, expecting great things to, you know, maybe be able to slide in a wide receiver three that I can, I can use in bye weeks. I even wrote an article saying that on Devontae Adams' bye week last week, like you could start Bateman and he, he should be able to do something for you. And it just hasn't turned out that way. So with that said, even I expect at least Mitchell or Jeff Wilson to be out this week. I just don't see how they both play. So either way, I'm starting Jermichael Hasty because I think he's going to be involved no matter what. And San Francisco over any other team has proven to be able to get multiple running backs involved in a single game. So I'm going Hasty. Multiple ball carriers, to be honest with you. I mean, obviously we watched D.B. Yeah. Samuel get some carries as well. And listen, okay, so this is why I think obviously Hasty is the play, and I agree with you on that because Bateman, uh, you just can't afford to have another zero point day from a, a receiver exactly. from a flex guy. You just can't. Especially in the playoffs. Not in week 14. <laughs> Not in week 14. You cannot take that chance. Uh, and so I here's where I also don't think... Uh, um, Debo Samuel is probably not going to get as many carries this week. Uh, one, yeah. because obviously he's injured. And two, because I, I have a feeling that this is one of those instances where uh, I, I think Shanahan's going to realize that you probably can't continue to put uh, your star player in those types of vulnerable situations. Did he flourish? Absolutely, but the problem is you start giving him the the hits and absorbing those hits, uh, you're prone to, to those types of injuries that he suffered a, a couple of weeks ago and could re-aggravate. So what do you do? You have to sprinkle in a guy like Jermichael Hasty uh, to, mm-hmm. to spell that. And and look, to me, Hasty is almost as capable of looking like um, Debo Samuel out of the backfield on those sweeps as much as Debo Samuel. Now, I mean, I'm not saying that he's the same, uh, but I think you're right. There's a, the capability is there. And obviously we've seen that they'll uh, target him. He had six targets against the Colts, five targets against Philly, um, four targets against the, the Cardinals. So Hasty is trusted, and should either one of Mitchell or, um, or uh, Wilson be out, obviously his stock goes up, but even with them out or in, I think his stock still is a solid floor. 
Yeah, one thing San Francisco has proven is that they trust their entire running back room, and they, they it's the one of the few teams that if some guy gets hurt, they can slide anybody in there that they have on the team, and they're gonna give them the same production load. Like they've just proven it in the past. So I feel very comfortable with starting Hasty. I'm going to start Hasty myself this week. It's such a weird feeling as a 49ers fan because we went from having like Roger Craig to Frank Gore, you know, these guys that that were our core running backs forever, and you wouldn't even think about having a running back by committee. Uh, but, you know, the beginning of this season, like, we drafted every every running back on the board. We brought in every free agent running back that was out there. And, like, all of a sudden, it just became a, a free-for-all at the position. So, um, it's weird. But they all... Kyle Shanahan for you. Yeah. yeah. The, the magical running back roulette wheel. It's, it's the weirdest thing in the world. So... <laughs> Uh, all right, Andrew, we've hit it all, man. All these questions, all these folks. I think we've covered a lot of ground today. This is probably the most packed show I've had in a very long time. And uh, I appreciate you actually being here for it and, and laying down all your research for it. Yeah, thanks for having me. I you know I really hope your listeners, your readers, they uh, they go ahead and make the playoffs this week. If they need if they need to win this week, you know, good luck to all of you and, and go get it. Go go get that championship that we all strive for. Absolutely. I, I know my league has a belt. I have yet to see that belt. I'm not going to this season, but uh, I'm, I'm going to make a push for it next season. But, all right, Andrew, why don't you let everybody know where they can find you on the internet and all of your uh, advice and help as well. Yeah, so on Twitter, you can find me at Real Mr. Mallard. Um, there, I'm at pretty much active every day. If you want to find my articles, you can find me at both bellyupsports.com and bellyupfantasysports.com. Uh, I, wrote, I write both fantasy articles for golf and football, but I also write op-ed pieces just about sports in general. I like to mix in the personal opinion of uh, relating athletes' uh, experiences to our own lives and what we can learn. So I, I like to take a deeper approach to the sports world as well. Um, and then, you know, coming out actually tomorrow, I'll be dropping the first article of a new weekly series I have called that's going to be called Player 2020, where I'm going to be looking back at this 2021 season and uh, seeing where the consensus has missed and where we got it right and what we could have seen along the way to uh, to get the opposite result and to um, look at certain things like when we can could have bought and sell, uh, sold at an optimal time. And uh, I think we can learn a lot by looking back at the season. So I'm going to start diving into that for you guys starting tomorrow. An analytical approach to help you get better. Maybe not this season. Maybe this season was lost for you, but next season, <laughs> of course. Uh, I am looking forward to that. Of course, make sure you follow him on Twitter uh, to, to keep an eye on when that's popping. But in the meantime, everybody, it is week 14 in full swing, especially if you're listening to this on Friday, Saturday, or Sunday morning, whenever you listen. Uh, but we wish you luck in the fantasy football playoffs. We wish you luck getting into the fantasy football playoffs. And as always, we thank you for listening to the SGPN Fantasy Football Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. As always, I'm Rod Gomez. Find me on Twitter at RJ Gomez. Go download that SGPN app. Hit that prize picks bonus. Go go to prize picks right now. Get that bonus. Don't miss out. It's a lot of fun. Play along with us in week 14 and beyond. Again, thanks for listening. And until next week, hopefully you've advanced one more week and can listen. But let it ride. Let it ride.